Welcome to the Fashion Your Passion podcast, your one-stop shop to finding your passion and living it out right now. I'm your host, Sammy Beatrice, a college student and passion coach committed to helping you, whether you're in school or working a nine to five, find your passion that you can do every single day and help you love your life a little bit more because of it. On this podcast, you will hear from successful guests as well as solo episodes from your host, all about tips on how to find your passion and how to implement it into your life, even when you feel like you don't have enough time to. Let's get to it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Fashion Your Passion podcast. This week, we are celebrating the two-year anniversary of these podcasts. I am so excited that we have finally gotten here. It feels like it's been forever, but it feels like just yesterday I started this podcast. I have Two very, very, very special guests this week. I figured what better guests to have on for the two years special than my lovely, lovely parents. So I have Wendy and Mel Reyes here with me today, and I'm just going to give them a moment to introduce themselves, talk about what they do, and sort of just talk about themselves as I usually do with my typical guests. So whoever wants to go first can go first. Hi, I'm Wendy. Sammy's mommy. I'm a proud mommy of three girls, Samantha, Skylar, and Sasha. I'm a preschool teacher. Right now, I'm currently not working, taking care of the house and the laundry and the dishes and all the household (laughs) things. (laughs) I uh, live in Calabasas, California right now, formerly from New York, and I'm happy to be here. Thank you for welcoming us. No problem. Hi, I'm Mel Reyes. I am the proud papa of Sammy, Samantha, Beatrice Reyes, as well as Skylar Brooke and Sasha Bell. We are out here in Calabasas as part of a quest that uh, we've been on. And I'm an IT professional uh, with uh, a lot of years of experience and just uh, looking forward to this interview. Thank you so much for those introductions. We are so excited to welcome you onto the podcast. Seriously, we are so excited to welcome you onto the podcast. If you guys hear any chuckling, it's probably my mother because she's really, really nervous about this. So yeah, that's what that is. Anyways, so I want to first just have you guys talk about what your initial reactions were to when I said I wanted to start a podcast to when I said I was going to change my major from education to something other than that. I didn't know what it was going to be yet. And how, what did you guys think about when I said, oh yeah, I want to be a speaker. I want to go out and do, you know, a bunch of different things like work for myself. I actually thought it was a great idea. After I saw you on the high school stage, I bawled my eyes out. I thought it was the most amazing thing in, I don't know, 45 minutes or an hour that you were up there just speaking. And I I envy you because I wish I could speak in person, which I can't. That's why I'm on this podcast because no one could see me. (laughs) I do like to talk, but not not in, in person, in big groups. So I definitely thought it was your call and you definitely did a fabulous job. And this whole podcast is like amazing. So you were you initially when I first went to college, you were like, maybe you should minor in education. Maybe you should just have it on your back. What sort of changed your perspective on that? I know you mentioned like with the wise presentation, which you guys can check out little little shameless plug episode 10. Um, you can check that out. It's actually a really great episode. One of the top episodes we have out. But like what changed your sort of like your thinking from like, oh, maybe she doesn't need to minor in education and she could just sort of go out 
and sort of just do her own thing. Well, if you remember, I haven't really changed my mind about that because I think you'd be great in that also. So maybe that can, you know, you can keep that in a, in the back of your mind like, oh, I will go for education one day because you'd be fabulous at that also. Well, so. I think that compromise really was that I added my third department of my major currently to counseling. Yes, you'd so, be perfect in that. Oh, yeah. Coaching perfect. and life moments. And yes, you'd be amazing. Yeah, for sure. You're amazing. You're amazing at everything. You know that. Well, I thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, how about you? So, you know, I've been a, a, a proud Papa supporter of the Sammy Beecher's empire. But, you know, logistics came into play, right? It was the location, it was the major, it was making sure that where you were positioning yourself was going to be right for location, finances, and everything else. But it became very clear and pretty quickly what you were doing, the whole premise of, of fashioning your passion. If you take that with just the simple three words, it just becomes the ebb and flow and the way that everything should go. Having changed majors and gone through tons of shit with my career and everything else, I know that people have to find themselves and people have to do what they are passionate about, even if it hurts others or if it takes lifelong dreams of continuing in a lineage of education or otherwise. But the inspiration that you provide and you have provided for the last two years is effectively been positive for me. And uh, all I want to do is support that and all the decisions you make and teach you the lessons that I've learned and see how we can help foster your passions. Exactly. And I definitely, I definitely want to dive into your story a little bit because you, you are slash word entrepreneur for a little bit. You had, you know, you ran your own thing. You, I mean, technically you still do, but I want, I want you to sort of dive into that. Tell us a little bit more about your story, how you sort of gave up that scholarship for that one major just to go to a different one and how that sort of spiraled into what you sort of, you know, the empire you're sort of building today and what you're, how you decided to go from New York where you were comfortable and you had everything set out for you to move to California and be like, okay, I'm going to start a fresh and anew. Well, I do share this story with kindred souls. And I'll tell you, you know, I got started off early in my career. When I was going to school, there weren't too many opportunities to get into computers and, and otherwise. And I found a, a very natural connection with business, business process, accounting, economics. So I focused on that. I was able to get a couple of college credits through the courses that I took. And just, we were just talking about this last night. I don't recall applying to any other school but Pace University. It was known in the area in Westchester, New York for business and transformation and da-da-da. And I got in. I got a partial scholarship from the school and a partial scholarship from the state. The state scholarship was very specific about working in New York in the accounting field for the number of years that I would get the, the scholarship. Having been a couple classes ahead of the accounting curriculum because of, of my hard work, I went in kind of as a sophomore into accounting. And let me just tell you, no offense to accounting accountants and financial folks out there in the world, but yeah, that was not for me. I was like, uh, no, I'm not doing this. I'm not going to be studying reams of new regulatory accounting measures every year and tax deductions and all these other things. But that was the career that I thought I wanted because 
there was opportunity. There was, you know, in in the <laughs> in the eighties, late eighties, that was, you know, one of those things you did. You became an accountant and you had multiple accounts and you could run your own business. And yeah, no, that switched real quick. So I needed to leverage the scholarship that I had for accounting and drive the other passion that I had at the age of 18, which was computers. For about four years, I was diving into computers and computer programming, but never really saw it as a career. So I leveraged the scholarship for two years. At the end of my sophomore year, through some help of folks in on campus, I was able to skirt by without having to change my major. But coming into my junior year, I had to officially change my major to go into the MIS or Management Information Systems curriculum. It was a pivotal moment. That summer, uh, I had to change my major. I had to live off campus because my mother moved to Puerto Rico. So at the age of 19, 18, 19, I was now an independent person living on the West Coast with no family, changing majors, and I lost half my scholarship. So I had to fend by working in the campus cafeteria, the campus tech center, off campus. I went into sales with Tandy Computers. I mean, I did everything and anything. I typed papers for people because back then people weren't that uh, prolific in typing. And I managed. I managed for two years. It took me an extra semester of switching majors and maybe not doing so well in some classes. Took me, you know, so I was I was able to to finish at the end of 1992, and it was uh, it was the beginning of a lot of things. I spent uh, about two years working full time while in college and going to school full time. Came out into the market and uh, you know learned a lot of things in the first two years, and decided. There's a lot, there's a high demand for what I didn't see back then, but I see now logistical common sense and, and practical, tactical things that I did on a day to day basis. And I decided I'm going to put that business experience to, to play and just go into consulting. Did that off and on for 21 years and drove a lot of different crazy decisions and made a lot of business mistakes and decided in the last uh, four to five years after a couple of interesting stints of the jobs that I've had that it was time for change and motivated by a lot of ability to be able to face your fears, ability to find yourself and to be mindful through some near field folks that I've been living with. I wonder who that could be. Yeah. Hmm. And really kind of set out a plan in the last couple of years to put a 25-year dream together of being out here on the West Coast and building out my career out here. What's your like number one lesson that you've learned so far through this process? Like the 25-year process, really? I've been preaching it for the last whatever how many years is, uh, is give back. Is give back all the time, every day, offer to help. Everything you learn, you give back. Right. Every so that that way it's easier on anyone who is trying to do what you do. You're a generous soul and I know you're you care. And there's a lot of folks out there that need a lot of help. I made a commitment at the beginning of last year to get organized, stay driven, and to be helpful. Holy crap, I did not expect the pandemic to really kick that into gear. Oh yeah. Volunteering for nonprofits, helping people, just getting into a conversation. Those are the kind of things that, for me, you know, business, technical, or otherwise, are the key to anything that you do moving forward. Yeah, that's really good. I want to jump over to mom for a second because a lot of the time in this podcast, we talk about shifts and sort of how how life doesn't go in a linear fashion. And for you, moving to California, you sort of had to like 
reinvent your career. You, know, you, were, you were teaching for what, 15, 20 years in New York on and off between different places, but you were teaching, you know, you're doing the same thing. And then you come to California and you sort of had to do something else. And so you started this, this business of yours, right? And you're jumping into this new endeavor, something you've never done before. So like, what has the process been like for you and sort of what, as you reflect on the past nine months of doing this new thing, what have you learned so far and sort of do you want to go back and teach? Do you want to do your thing and like stay home and, and work from home and just be there for the girls while they go to school? So like, what's just your plan and what have you learned? Well, honestly, you know, it's it's been a little bit difficult for me. It's been difficult for me. I don't really know anybody out here, you know, getting to know people and my business. It's doing well and I'm trying to meet people and explore like the surroundings. Eventually, I do want to go back to teaching maybe in a few months just to maybe meet more people and um, just get out of the house a little bit because girls pretty much fend for themselves. They're in school and they don't really need me as much. They do their after school activities, their sports after school. They're in school all day and they just pretty much need me in the the nighttime to cook and stuff like that. Yeah. (laughs) But um. (laughs) It's It's been, you know, it, it's getting a little better. I think going back to New York last week for a few weeks to visit family really helped me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's getting there. I mean, every every situation, pandemic or no pandemic, it just you have to get used to the whole process, moving somewhere or changing jobs, all new things you have to get used to. Yeah. What are some like the biggest lessons you learned from moving or from sort of switching what industry, I guess you can call it, that you're in and stuff like that? What have I learned? I learned that I need to maybe think out of the box a little more and become more social in a a way, meeting people online because you really can't really go, you can't go anywhere to meet people as much Mm -hmm. and just coming out of my shell a little bit because I'm in a new area and I don't really know anybody Mm -hmm. and it's a bigger area than what I'm used to. It's not a small town that people know each other. It's actually pretty big. Yeah. And it's just been challenging. But the girls, they get they get me by being every day, the you know. Big personalities <laughs> they are. Being there every day, <laughs> saying something or doing something I have to react to. So that's, <laughs> that keeps me on my toes. It's literally a reality TV show up here in oh, Calabasas. Oh, pretty much is. And I wish you. we could get paid for it because we we'd make millions if we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a no, reality. Nobody TV would believe if they look in the window. They really wouldn't believe no. what happens in here. Well, are open and they do That's look true. Yeah, and they These hear people everything. in this neighborhood, they really, they really, no one's knocking our door to say hello because they know that we're here. They, they definitely know. They know. Yeah, yeah they don't have uh-huh. to. They do not have they to. They hear and they see and they just. <laughs> yeah. I want to talk a little bit about your journey to getting to teaching because I think it's one that you don't really talk about that often and I want to sort of dive into it I mean obviously because we heard dad's whole like journey and like his life story pretty much I figure you know I think a lot of the time it's really nice to hear people's stories whether they're they're long and significant and have big life events or they're just a simple story like I went to college and I started teaching but talk a little bit about what you did after high school and sort of what led you to be like oh I want to be a teacher Well, I've always loved kids. I've always wanted to be a mother. So then when it came to a career, I thought what would be the next best thing before I became a mother is to teach children because I have love to give and patience. Well, patience. Back then it was, I had more patience than I do now, but I I have a lot of patience and I'm very um, 
nurturing or like on their level, you know, when I talk to the children and, and I decided to go into preschool because they need to learn everything from two years old and up. Usually when they get into elementary school, they've already been in preschool and you don't really know where they came from with the with thinking and the things they do. So I kind of wanted to give them all the things I can give from when they were little. And successfully, they have been great. The children that I have taught, they just boom and they have they had smiles every day. And it's just been it's been really great. And I like the preschool because I wanted to kind of be in the part-time world yeah. so I can have my children and raise my own children and not have anybody else raise them for me, like in babysitter or daycare. So I was fortunate enough to be able to work part-time. Yeah. And then I went to full-time for a few years because you guys got older and mm-hmm. I was able to do that. And then I, I think now when I go back to work, I think I might want to go part-time again Yeah, just because I want more... Um, for my side business and other things that I'm doing, yeah. I kind of wanted to not be working the whole day. Yeah. And it's also like, because the girls like, I mean, it's California, so we don't really want them driving anytime soon. Oh, absolutely <laughs> not. And so, you know, definitely it's like, not. it's like with like sports practices and stuff like yeah. that, it's just easier for you to for do sure. that. Yeah. Sure. But I definitely can attest to the fact that like, whenever you are teaching, it just looks like you're just like in your element and it really just like, it just works for you. It's well, like, it's like you. a look, it's thank like a look, you. you know, it's like your best Yeah, look. I really enjoy it. And <laughs> I like going out and getting dressed up with your clogs, with my clogs and my, um, you know, here you in always California. know when she walks into the room with her clogs on. <laughs> Well, here, well, it'll be here in California with my flip-flops, you know, not so much Doesn't clogs. Doesn't make a lot of noise. I know. You're going to get some sandal some, clogs. Yes. Some loud clogs. We're going to invent loud, that. Loud invent sandals. some sandal clogs, you know, and having the open toe. We're, we're going to invent that yeah, one. Yeah, that's a really Mil- good million idea. Million-dollar idea. Look at that one. On the podcast today. Million-dollar idea. That's a great idea. You're welcome. So, yeah. So, um, when I do go back to teaching, it will definitely be... Um, different because I won't know the programs around here, but I can make it my own in a way. Yeah. So that would be great. It's also good to like bring your ideas to the table. You of know? course. It's like, I feel like oh, nowadays it's like it, things are just changing, ever changing. Of course, it's like, every day. Yes. You know, you don't want to do the same process you did 20 years ago because the kids are much different now. Oh, so, yes. Especially you know. probably in California, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, different from New York, I'm saying oh, like, no. you know. Yeah. No, 100%. Yeah. yeah. So, Yeah. I want to roll into the final question of the podcast. This is the, the question that I've asked every single guest who has ever been on the podcast. My favorite question, honestly, based off of the title of this podcast, which is Fashion Your Passion, what is one tip that you would give those who are dreaming based off of how you have fashioned your passion? Hmm, That's a good question. Well, I would just say go for your dreams, like go for whatever you want to do. I typically like to research things before I actually do things because I want to know what's entailed. And um, if someone doesn't know what they want to do, but they have like a a thought, idea, yeah. a thought or an idea, mm-hmm. they should really go for it. Yeah. Because nowadays anything goes pretty much working mm-hmm. a side business or having a full-time career, having two full-time jobs. It definitely... Um, Helps to research and try to talk to people yeah, about what they want to do. I love that. That's great. So there have been about 70 plus times where I've heard you ask this question at the end of a podcast. And I figured it was coming. <laughs> no, uh, really? Wow. Yeah. yeah. So I wasn't, wasn't too surprised. I was on a webinar earlier today with uh, JT uh, O'Donnelly where she talked about there was a quote that came out and, and I like a different quote. 
and my my tech and <clears throat> sci-fi friends will will love this, which is never give up, never surrender. It's from Galaxy Quest, a B movie with uh, a funny uh, storyline, but it really encompasses whether you're talking, you know, about quotes from Churchill or quotes from anybody else. It really encompasses for me what I'm looking to do and what I'm hoping I can teach and instill in others. These are ridiculously hard times. People are being displaced out of work. People already had personal, financial, or other issues. And reaching out to others to get help is hard. Trying to find help is hard. Never give up. Never surrender. Whatever that dream was that you had, whatever that goal was that you wanted, just go for it. Just try to find a way to to do it and never give up. Never surrender. Exactly. 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 Any final words that either of you have for this podcast episode today? Anything you wanted to say that I didn't ask? Anything you wanted to get in? Anything at all? Go for it. Well, this is personally to you, Sammy. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) I want you to keep on going with what you love and um, keep on striving. Don't let anybody kill your sparkle. And um, just keep on running with it. You do so well. You're the best. You're amazing. And I'm really, uh, what's the word? What's the word? Not impressed, but I'm very grateful that you do this for yourself. It's good for yourself as well as you're helping others. Hashtag I am the favorite daughter. (laughs) Hashtag hashtag 100%. Wow. So glad your sisters don't listen to this podcast. Number one, Sam. You know where I am. You know where you are. It is, to me, the Proud Papa moments overflow. I want you to do everything and anything to 10x factor. And I'm here to support. We're here to support you in any step that you want to take. Well, thank you for that love fest. I do appreciate it. (laughs) Um, I wasn't really expecting that one, but uh, sure. I thank you for coming on the podcast today, both of you. This has been a very exciting, exhilarating episode. I'm, I think that my listeners will truly enjoy it. And they'll, honestly, I think they'll learn a lot from it. It's short, sweet to the point, but there's so much that happened in this episode. And I think that just for you guys, just sharing your stories, it really is like, it just, I feel like when I listen to the people's stories, like I learned, I always learn something from it. So I think, I hope that my listeners will learn something from it. If you did though, be sure to screenshot you listening to this episode, post it on your Instagram story and tag me at Fashion Your Passion Podcast and my folks at MRTech99 and then at Wendy's Beauty Corner and go follow them. My father has, it's like a photography account, but like he also has like cute quotes up there. So go check that out. <laughs> and then my mom, I basically run her account. So I just post all the pic- nice pictures <laughs> of me and my sisters <laughs> on with holding all of her business products on it so go check that one out too and then obviously go follow at Timmy Beatrice and a fashion your passion podcast and I will chat with you guys next week thanks for listening thank you so much for tuning in once again to the fashion your passion podcast I hope you learned something from this episode and if you did don't forget to screenshot you listening to this episode post on your Instagram story and tag me at fashion your passion podcast I love hearing what you learned As well, do not forget to scroll down and leave a rating and review. I love to read those too and know what you guys are thinking about the podcast. 
Be sure to tell all of your friends about this podcast because I want to spread this to as many teens as possible. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you guys next week.